this is Drive Time. This is the podcast where I drive either to or from work, and we talk about some random stuff. So, it's been a while since I have recorded anything, although I have recorded, it's been a while since I've published anything. Uh, today is May 23rd, 2022. I think I've recorded something once every week, but...
the same time, I've talked with, you know, other leaders, other people, obviously, higher in the organization than I am. And I don't know if it's me convincing them that it wasn't a good fit or them finally realizing it wasn't going to fit a good fit. I think it's a, a combination of both, right? I think it's when things like this happen, there's a lot of, like I said, factors. There's the execution, there's the attendance, there's the morale, there's the uh, financial numbers. There's there's a lot of things there that are uh, that are question marks, and you always want to know why certain things are not being executed correctly, why certain things are not turning the corner, why things in your organization are going down. So I watched this movie up in the air as a counteract to that. So there's a part... Well, basically, the premise of the movie is George Clooney has uh, works for a company where they outsource firing people. Right? They, they, he lives, quote-unquote, up in the air, which is he's always on a plane going to these different places around the... Uh, around the um, around the, I guess, the domestic United States. And, you know, there's a subplot with him and a romance interest... There is a subplot with um, his partner, I guess the company, his company, that goes around firing people place to place because his organization that he works for, they want to try to transition into something a little bit more uh, universal, right? They want to go ahead and have technicians sit down and do the firing from a face-to-face point of view. Everybody has that backup plan that they can just jump into. 
So I started thinking about myself. <laughs> you know, I, I started thinking about um, the idea of leaving the current company that I'm with. And I say, I mean, that's so cold to say that with the current company that I'm with. It's like, okay, like, he's obviously ready to quit. It's like, yes and no. You know, I, I, I think um, I told somebody not too long ago, the only reason I haven't actively done a full court press on looking at what's out there is because my kids have involved in baseball and a lot of that time I don't want to give up looking for another job looking for this looking for that another thing is I don't have like a mortgage right I don't have a a mortgage to pay to where I need like a stable job Um, and it's funny because I look at my career quote unquote career and I look at kind of where I started. And I mean, yeah, we could talk about, you know, jobs that I've had in the past and, and jobs that uh, I have really enjoyed but didn't get paid a lot. Jobs that I definitely hated but I got paid pretty well for. I mean, there are jobs where I just didn't fit in. There are things where I just didn't, you know, I just didn't like it. I could go back to, you know, a couple of different jobs on my head and think, Jesus, I really really did not like or enjoy doing that, but there were aspects of it that I, I liked. I think every opportunity I've had, there's something that I like, there's something that drew me to it. At the same time, there is a reason why I left. Um, you know, one of the best jobs I've ever had, it's you know, basically a retail organization, but I, I, I think it's a good company. So I think it's a great company. But it wasn't a good job. I was too low on the totem pole. I could not affect business the way that I thought I could affect business. Um, my, my The leadership that I had was poor. At best, poor. Um, I just... 
sense of accomplishment. When I watch this movie up in the air, I see that, or the character Ryan. Um, his, his philosophy is not necessarily, you know, we're, we're here to be a, a shoulder to cry on. We're here to do the job and the transition. Transition you or transition said person or, or however it goes, but they're there ultimately to make sure the transition from employment with them, company, said company, and, uh, you know, not being employed happens. And if, if they can use any kind of means to do that in a, in a non-aggressive way, then they will. The character that I was talking about, culinary, I guess the culinary arts guy, I, nobody ever, they never go back and, and talk about what, uh, how that turns out. They never go back and retouch base with him. They never, you know, it's, he's not like a line cook at the end of the movie or something. Like, it just, you know, they're never given, like, an epilogue to his character. He's just a part of it. But he sets up this idea of, of kind of, okay, fuck you, then. Um, sorry, people driving on the road are just garbage. I mean, as a side note, I drive all the time. If you have your high beams on, turn them off. I mean, it's, it's like 4.40 in the morning, man. Like, turn off your high beams. Like, nobody wants to see your brights blow out my eyes like it's the sun at noon. Like, for real. Um, <laughs> one thing that they did touch base on, there was a girl, a lady, there was a, there was a, um, a lady, lady, <laughs> to do the billboard burr thing. Um, she, she was very adamant about killing herself in, in the movie. She said, hey, uh, you know, I'm, you're, you're letting me go. Uh, give me, she was like, in your packet, you're going to find, um, you know, the bullet, you know, the, the details of the severance. And the lady was just like, give me the bullet points. She was okay, like six months, uh, six months employment, uh, uh, dental for X amount of time, uh, career placement, uh, yada, 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 yada. And the lady just kind of smirks and says, you know, realistically, it's a month for every $10,000 that, that I'm looking for. I assume she was making over $130,000 because she goes, it's going to take me roughly a year to make that or to find that. And Anna Kendrick's character is not necessarily, I mean, you know, that's X, Y, and Z. She goes, that's the average. And she goes, well, you know... I, Anna Kendrick's character says something along the lines of, well, you know, um, you know, you come up with a plan, you can strategize, yada, yada, yada. And Lady goes, oh, no, well, I know what I'm going to do. And she was just like, what is that? She goes, there's a beautiful bridge by my house. I'm going to jump off of it. Oh, shit. Like, and the movie demonstrates a lot of different ways of people, I guess, doing that, right? A lot of different ways that people exercise their way of, of, of being let go, right? There are the angry people. They're the people who still perceive things through work. This, this place ain't going to run without me. It will. It will. You can't find nobody better than me. You might be right, but they'll find somebody. They will find somebody. Like, I mean, the idea of this is everything that you say they, they will find a solution and an answer to. So 
oh, this place won't run without me. Yes, it will. Tomorrow, the business will open up. Uh, the next day, the business will open up. They may not be as efficient as, as you are for the interim, but they're going to find somebody who's going to take $20,000 less or $10,000 less from what you were doing. And they're gonna, and they're gonna get them in there, and they're gonna do roughly the same amount of business as you were doing. And things may not be perfect, things may not be right, but that's kind of what's gonna happen. And I mean, honestly, unless you run a company, which I know some business owners, um, and by the looks of things. The business runs off of them. Yes, they've set up um, organizations or systematical systems in their business to where things can run, but there's a reason why it's their companies because they are the secret sauce to their success. So it's 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 nice that you can have systems in place to keep things running in the interim. Hey, you got a birth of a child, or you got this, or you got that, and it's like okay, that's awesome, but. It's funny because I started thinking about that. Like, people who have friends that are born and their kids are born together, you know, at the same time. And then those kids grow up together to be best friends. And it's like, it's like an intertwined cycle of prophecy. But then also, like, you really never had a chance because these are the people that you're going to be around. Side note. I mean, we're going to go back to what we're talking about. Side note. If I grew up my whole life being friends with somebody... And then when we grow up, grow up, but when we um, become adults and we start having children, and our children are among the same age, and they're best friends, like, isn't that like an intertwined cycle? That's what, like, married uh, houses used to do back in the day. Like, I I guess you would take uh, Game of Thrones or The Song of Ice and Fire. There's different uh, kingdoms, right? There's different lands in this huge kingdom. They call it the seven kingdoms, even though there's eight. Uh, There's seven kingdoms or eight kingdoms in this thing, and these families are intertwined by blood relations because they marry into different families to keep those those ties strong. For instance, I'm going to go very book nerdy, so I'll try to keep it on the surface level if you don't know, but if you know the characters, it's fine. There's um, two characters... And they're all kings of different areas. So, of the north, you have Eddard Stark. Of the Stormlands, you have Robert Baratheon. As boys, they were fostered in another land uh, called the uh, the Eyrie. Basically, you're fostered in the Eyrie, which is the Vale, the, the kingdom of the Vale, by John Arryn as a foster dad. So, you have three different kingdoms pretty much co-mixing. So, you have John Arryn who was like the father figure. You have Ned and uh, Robert, who were, you know, I guess, uh, sent by their fathers, who knew each other. They've served in a war together to be fostered together and, and really grow those bonds between the houses. So later on in life, when a rebellion hit, guess who was the backbone of the rebellion? The Vale, the North, and the Stormlands. Now, what they had to do was marry into the Riverlands, and this is where I was talking about uh, ties and bonds and all that other stuff, because 
the the king of the Riverlands, which is the jointing, uh, the Riverlands joins these uh, three these three areas together. The you know joining of the Riverlands, the Lord had two daughters, right? Hoster Tully, he had Lysa and Catelyn. Catelyn married Eddard Stark in the north. Uh, Liza married Aaron, John Aaron in the Vale, and Ned Stark's sister was Lyanna Stark, and uh, Robert Baratheon was betrothed to her. So Ned and Lyanna were going to be brothers, pretty much brother-in-law, um, and then that would make all of them essentially brothers-in-law to the Starks. So it's a it's a big family affair, right? When you have those those people that grow up close together, you would think, hey, it'd be awesome if our kids just married, you know, if our kids got together, and I know that that's very common in my hometown of Ocampo, because I see it all the time, you know, there's a lot of people who are family, like legitimately family, and it's because their parents were really good friends, or their grandparents were really good friends, and it just becomes one of those, oh man, these, these bloodlines are close. It's not like a, it's kind of a side, you know, a side, an asterisk um, to say, <clears throat> but it's, it's also interesting to me how you can have an individual who is basically a guy, you know, you have an individual who's like, Hey, listen, my dad's best friend's daughter is like, I'm basically going to be betrothed to her. Or my my dad's best friend's son is like has to be like my best friend. Or we are very close in that regard. We have to be very close. And it's just like Yeah, I mean I get it. But then there are some instances where that just won't happen. Like they're gonna be like, nope. I'm not having little Johnny grow up to to little Kevin. That ain't happening. <laughs> I think it was funny, but anyway, up in the air, it, it was a good movie. I mean, if you ever get an opportunity to watch it, there's clips on YouTube. I think you can watch it for free if you watch videos periodically through it. It's, you know, it's, it's a fair movie with a good point. Really, when you talk about firing and hiring people, it's all a crapshoot. Me personally, I'm going to start looking and perusing my options. Um, well, I've already been perusing my options, but I guess I'll really start trying to hit that home because I want to be able to, uh, because I want to be able to, uh, try to get, how can I say this? I want to be able to try to get some, uh, form of, assurance that, you know, okay, in the event I ever do leave the company I'm with, or in the event there is an adverse decision, which is what they call it now, they call termination or firing, they don't even say letting go anymore, they just say, oh, it's an adverse employment decision, it's like, okay, I mean, George Carlin had a big thing about soft language and how we're using more words to describe something that we could have just easily explained 
<laughs> but uh, you know, we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah, the soft language of uh, adverse employment decisions. You got fired, terminated, right? I mean, basically, that's that's what this is. So. <clears throat> I think that it's interesting to look at from from that perspective. Interesting to look at it from that perspective, and then also, you know, I'm 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 doing a lot at my job. Like I'm working a lot. I don't like that. I mean, I get it. Heavy lays the crown. You know, heavy is the head that has the crown. But it is still just like a hey man, listen. This is a little aggressive. Gonna get out of this week or this next week or whatever it is where you've got to put in a lot of time. But after that, you know, I would expect some sort of vacation. I would expect some sort of <clears throat> easygoingness. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of what we're doing there. But. Uh, Anyway, this has been Drop Time. I appreciate everybody uh, watching uh, or listening, I guess. I, there's no video yet, I guess. <laughs> That's something I am working on. But I appreciate everybody um, being here. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, I think we'll catch you down the road.